Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Abandonment to Divine Providence by Jean-Pierre de Caussade, Book 2, Chapter 2, Section 6, The Duty of the Present Moment, The Only Rule, Continued. In the state of abandonment, the only rule is the duty of the present moment. In this, the soul is light as a feather, liquid as water, simple as a child, active as a ball in receiving and following all the inspirations of grace. Such souls have no more consistence and rigidity than molten metal. As this takes any form, according to the mold into which it is poured, so these souls are pliant and easily receptive of any form that God chooses to give them. In a word, their disposition resembles the atmosphere, which is affected by every breeze, or water, which flows into any shaped vessel, exactly filling every crevice. They are before God like a perfectly woven fabric with a clear surface, and neither think nor seek to know what God will be pleased to trace thereon. Because they have confidence in him, they abandon themselves to him, and entirely absorbed by their duty, they think not of themselves, nor of what may be necessary for them, nor of how to obtain it. The more assiduously do they apply themselves to their little work, so simple, so hidden, so secret, and outwardly contemptible, the more does God embroider and embellish it with brilliant colors. On the surface of this simple canvas of love and obedience, his hand traces the most beautiful design the most delicate and intricate pattern, the most divine figures. Mirificavit Dominus Sanctum Suum. The Lord hath made his Holy One wonderful. Psalm 4.3 It is true that a canvas simply and blindly given up to the work of the pencil only feels its movement at each moment. Each blow of the hammer on the chisel, can only produce one cruel mark at a time. And the stone struck by repeated blows cannot know nor see the form produced by them. It only feels it is being diminished, filed, cut, and altered by the chisel. And a stone that is destined to become a crucifix or a statue, without knowing it, if it were asked, what is happening to you, would reply, if it could speak, do not ask me. I only know one thing, and that is to remain immovable in the hands of my master, to love him, and to endure all that he inflicts upon me. As for the end for which I am destined, 
it is his business to understand how it is to be accomplished. I am as ignorant of what he is doing as of what I am destined to become. All I know is that his work is the best and the most perfect that could be. And I receive each blow of the chisel as the most excellent thing that could happen to me. Although, truth to tell, each blow, in my opinion, causes the idea of ruin, destruction, and disfigurement. But that is not my affair. Content with the present moment, I think of nothing but my duty, and I endure the work of this clever master without knowing or occupying myself about it. Yes, give to God what belongs to him and remain lovingly passive in his hands. Hold for certain that what takes place either exteriorly or interiorly is best for you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle God of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. There's a wonderful confirmation of what Father de Cossade is saying in the life of someone who is more or less his contemporary. That is, St. Marguerite Bourgeois, the spiritual mother of Montreal. And not so much in her life, as much as in the people that were in Montreal before her. You see, Montreal was founded in 1642. And the group of lay people in France had decided to set up a mission there, largely of lay people. They chose their own governor, de Messeneuve, and de Messeneuve came there with another woman, Jean Mons, and they set up with few people what was going to be a Christian village, Ville Marie. And there they would hope to evangelize the Aboriginal peoples of Canada and the northern part of the United States by their example, by welcoming them, by trying to set up an example of true Christian life without any interest in commercial purposes or trading. And they weren't largely going to be priests, so they're not sort of setting that kind of example. It was a new, fresh idea, wonderful idea. And after about 10 years of this project, things were going very, very bad. The Iroquois had wiped out the Jesuit mission in modern-day Ontario, and there was incredible opposition to this small little group on the island of Montreal, and they were in danger of having to go home or of all being killed. They were all having to withdraw within this small fort. And Jean Mons encouraged de Messeneuve to go back to France. He gave her the name, she gave him the name of the great benefactor. 
she pledged to give him all the money she had, which was meant to build a hospital. If he would go back and try to make contact with her and try to recruit new people. So this, this little adventure and grace could survive. Well, he went. And the reason I'm telling you this story is because when he went back, he made contact with this very wealthy lady. He And he secured about 100 people to come back to Montreal. Among them was Marguerite Bourgeois. And she would come here, become an incredible teacher, slowly attract other women to share in this work. They began to get native vocations, that is, converts from various tribes here in Canada. They even began to get vocations of people that were born in Montreal of European descent. And the congregation of the Notre Dame, this massive, incredible teaching order, one of the first active congregations of nuns was founded. But notice something. Before that future saint was recruited to Canada, huge suffering took place. Many people died. The village as it was existing then was almost wiped out. And all the people that were enduring that, and Jean Mons herself and de Messeneuve, must have wondered, God, why are you allowing this to happen? And people that were undergoing these things, realizing this won't work and that won't work. Well, part of what God was doing was he was preparing for the arrival of this new group, including the future saint, who would do so much to evangelize this continent, and not just this continent, but other parts of the world. And so these unknown people and those that are known, all of which have not really been remembered by history and certainly not canonized, were all part of something beyond themselves. God is at work. God is bringing about his purposes. And we have to be content with what he allows. Because there may be something at work in what we're going through, which is far beyond us. We don't fully realize what God is doing, both in our own souls and in the lives of others. And so much good was done by those early settlers, those early missionary lay people in, in Montreal, as they offered their lives to God. Their original idea had to be supported by a further group of people. But insofar as they were abandoning themselves to God, insofar as they were saying to him, thy will be done, insofar as they accepted whatever he allowed to happen, they were contributing to the building up of the mystical body of Christ in modern-day Canada. And it's that church which they helped to build, which has produced so many saints. So let us take confidence tonight that whatever is happening in our own life, exteriorly or interiorly, is part of God's providence. Nothing is happening to us. 
that is outside of his wisdom and his love and his goodness. And if we can stay still, if we will not get up and move as he chisels away, as he hammers away, then we too will rejoice in heaven when we see all the good that God did in us and through us. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen.